0: in West Atlantic City, New Jersey. It's the Quizzo Trivia Podcast with your hosts, Nick and Drew. To participate, tweet us at Quizzo Podcast or send us an email at info at quizzopodcast.com. That's Q-U-I-Z-Z-O. Now, let's get to the show. I'll tell you, Nick, you know, the only advantage to you not being here is that I could roll these intros in and then ask questions about
1: them. Yeah, that has been an added feature of the pandemic podcasts. The pandemic podcasts. <laughs> this is
0: the time in their podcasting career we labeled the 2.0 pandemic podcasts.
1: It's been at this point, it's a significant chunk of the uh, podcasts. I mean, talking. What have we been doing this for three years? And it's pandemic. Yeah. What five, and three six and a months? In
0: three, three and a half years, roughly three and a, yeah, three and a third, three and a third years. So, anyway, welcome to episode 175 of the Quizzo Trivia Podcast, folks. That's how long we've been doing, 175 weeks of bringing new you trivia go. goodness. Great years. Yep. Absolutely. It's a beautiful thing. So let's dive right in because Nick and I have tons of trivia but very little time because, once again, huh. it's a Saturday broadcast, folks. Saturday yes. broadcast. Get used to it. Maybe don't. I don't know. Um, All right, Nick. I am going to start you. I'm going to end you with a question about what we heard in the intro, which you didn't hear. But I'm going to start you with this question: Another example of genius rebranding, Nick, from from the you know the uh, category of the Patagonia toothfish, which nobody wants to eat, to the Chilean sea bass, which everybody loves. Uh, This one, right up there, the Chinese gooseberry was rebranded as what fruit during the Cold War?
1: And when was this rebranded?
0: During the Cold War. All
1: right, so you could lump this in the category of trivia that I have learned and f- since forgotten. <laughs> because I I have heard of the Chinese gooseberry. I've heard of it. That is not the first time I'm hearing that. So it leads me to believe I have... Seen this before somewhere. Where have I seen it? What could it be? A Chinese gooseberry. When I think of berries, I do not think of China. Would you eat a Chinese
0: gooseberry Have you not had any idea what it is just based on that name? Or would that not appeal to you? (laughs) Uh,
1: It's not an appealing name. When when I think think of gooseberries, I think of...
0: Of um, like, feces Gooseberries to me Has a connotation That just is like
1: Well I think of like pellets. When I eat it on a salt Like if I'm ordering duck And the sauce Is Chinese gooseberry that That's sort of how I would
0: <laughs> Chinese gooseberry
1: sauce <laughs> like, Can I have the raspberry sauce Or the blueberry sauce By any chance Do you have fats uh, I am going to say The Chinese gooseberry Was rebranded During the cold war and now we call it, hmm. Why during the Cold War? That that see that's like kind of our, Well, I guess that could be way before. Uh, yeah, I mean the Cold War started in the 50s, right? So uh, maybe uh, yeah, it could, uh, I guess I don't know. For lack of a better guess, I, I'm gonna say that it's the BlackBerry, but.
0: Hey, there you go that's a good think. guess that's a that's a ah. reasonable guess all right so the backstory is the reason why the Cold War is because our alliances with specific countries started to grow during the Cold War and embargoes on other countries began to grow during the Cold War and one country that we began becoming very friendly with or uh, be. Uh, you know, started to become very friendly with is New Zealand, It was just getting the on kiwi. its feet at the time.
1: It's a ki- kiwi.
0: A hundred percent correct. So I, New Zealand it, started. It's so
1: Weird. I almost said kiwi, it, it, but I was like, nah, that can't be a go. That can't be a berry. I almost. It I, is a berry. I knew I knew it, it is.
0: It, um, it, they started exporting yeah. it in great numbers to the United States, but a rebranding of it as the kiwi because they did not think that people wanted to uh, start buying. Uh, communist China, which was engaged in various wars at the time against us in in that peninsula to establish communist regimes in various places, uh, would be a good fit.
1: Makes a lot of sense. I just I couldn't tie New Zealand to China. In well, it's my funny head. how they got
0: the nickname yeah. Kiwis, which is a bird, and I only think of it as a fruit. You know what I mean?
1: Right. Right. No, that's fair enough. That is fair enough. All right, nicely done.
0: Thank you. I got two more, and one of them's a true-false, so that's good. And one okay. of them's funny.
1: Uh, I got this one. So kind of a multiple choice for you. Not sure if you've ever wondered, wondered whatever became of me. No, I'm not sure if you've ever <laughs> I was wondered. To,
0: I, that started going in my head, too, because I've been living <laughs> on the air in Cincinnati.
1: Cincinnati WKRP. All right. Why do we call a book of maps an atlas? What was the origin of that? Is that after an early publisher, a prominent river, or the Greek deity?
0: I'm going with Greek deity because he had the world upon his shoulders. I hope that's the right answer.
1: You are correct, sir. Easily done. Named after the Greek deity. Um... One of the early Atlases ever made in the cover page, the guy put, you know, Atlas holding the world on his shoulders.
0: It's, it's funny because you're talking to somebody just, who just started, routinely uh, listens to these incredible lectures uh, in, in, from Yale University on Greek history. If anybody wants to check it out, it's free on YouTube, but the guy, uh, uh, Donald Kagan, is an absolute genius, uh, and he's one of the best uh, lecturers. And it basically goes through the entirety of Greek history, uh, and you can listen to it for free. So I I not only have an appreciation for the mythological aspect of it, the actual history of it is pretty much the most incredible thing in the world, especially democracy in general and how that happened. Uh, So good story. Um, All right. I got one for you. In August, that's now, this month. So this will read nicely in a few years. In August of 2020, what hilariously named individual was ousted as CEO of National Enquirer's parent company?
1: <laughs> I think I know this. Good for you. I didn't see this. Ha- I, didn't, I didn't realize he was ousted. But I do remember people having uh, beef with this gentleman. And I think, is his first name David? It sure is. David Pecker. David
0: Pecker. I I mean, I did say I did say hilariously named (laughs) gentleman. So
1: that is that is some name. I feel like
0: David Pecker. Pecker. No, it's just David Peckers. (laughs) David Peckers. And especially the fact that he does the National Enquirer, like a tabloid newspaper, and the guy's name is David Pecker.
1: (laughs) What? I mean, is there any way, like, how do you get through? I mean, you just got to be pecker, right, for your entire life. There's just no way. I would own it. Yeah, right, pecker. You don't
0: don't really have a choice. All right, what do you have? I have one more that's a true or false, then we could get into sports. (laughs) Sorry, sorry, David. True or
1: false. True or false. Target just had its worst quarter in history false there's no
0: way i see mobs of people. under the weight of
1: this pandemic target has had the worst quarter in company history true or false
0: uh false the best
1: false <laughs> They just had their best quarter history. yeah
0: yeah come on uh, everyone's so at target funny. because it's like they're, they're they're the place that has those precious precious wipes i need the wipes i need as many wipes as i can get a hand on because that'll keep me away from the virus if i have the wipes so, yeah, I mean, I see people, they have signs up there. It's like one per customer with, like, big stop signs. <laughs> you know, it's like, wow. Uh, wipes are they gold can... in the modern day.
1: I haven't even seen wipes for sale. I See, I go to Sam's. I don't go to Target. And I haven't seen wipes since, you know, the pandemic. I mean, even, you know, even yeah, then they were If gone. you get in at so certain days, been...
0: first thing in the morning when the place opens up, they have a limited supply, but they limit you to one per customer. Yeah. So I can yeah, get we got a couple from.
1: Yeah. I got a couple of containers from Shoprite, but it's almost like you got to use them like, like they're gold. Really, it's like, what's like? Well, does this spill warrant a Clorox wipe? No,
0: I've been better for the environment because I bought a bunch of reusable paper towels that can be washed in the dishwasher. Right, so they're like, uh, they're almost rags, but they're really? not. Yeah, they're rags, but they're not. You know what I mean? They're not. They're not like a clothy oh. material. They're like a papery material almost, but they work and they absorb everything, and you can clean with them. And they clean, like as soon as you put them in the, they come out brand new. So it's nice. Um,
1: I'm on a paper towel roll a day kind of habit my house.
0: Well, then look into this. Go on Amazon. Go reusable paper towels. I'm telling you. It's, it's, It's like a $10 investment once, and you get 50 of them. And I haven't even gone through 20 of them yet. And occasionally you'll have to throw them away. You know what I mean? Because you're only going to get a it's couple of years. You're not going
1: to use a sponge, you know. use a sponge right. for a that, decade. That's 100% you know I mean? correct. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm telling
0: you, it's going to say <laughs> it's, like it's, it's, they're they're much better for the environment than uh, what we do with those big paper towels and they're much cheaper. All right, here's my true or false right. for you. Are you ready? Yep. Are you asking me? Did you just ask me a question?
1: I asked you, Target. Oh, yeah, record, that's right. That's record. right. <laughs> Best
0: ever. Yeah. Um, uh, true or false? You can drink from a 50-foot straw. False. Nick nailed it. Do you know what the yeah, record is? How would
1: you is? have the, how would you have the uh, lung capacity to suck something up fifty feet?
0: Do you know what the limit is? Prepare right. to guess an over or under.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I'll set it at. Uh, I'm trying to picture a ten foot straw. I'll start with that from a basketball hoop. Yeah, I'll say twelve feet.
0: The answer is 33.8 feet. Wow.
1: 33 feet. Wow, yep. that's huge.
0: Yep. Dynamics, uh, at a certain point, there's friction between what you start pulling up, and then you no longer can get a smooth draw. So it's 33.8 feet. So you cannot do a 50-foot oh. straw, bottom line.
1: All right. 33 feet seems... It's, Crazy, right? I don't know. I can't, can't imagine, like... like <clears throat> 33 feet.
0: Yeah. But it's just because the vacuum at that level gets the liquid up, right, without having to have the kind of force that you're looking for. Once right. You so, like, theoretically, that, you,
1: could, you could have a 50-foot bong. Right?
0: <laughs> theoretically. <laughs> That's exactly right. I Did heard, you hear that? Uh, yes. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I heard the very loud barking <laughs> I'm, I'm of a dog. I'm actually
1: podcasting with my sister-in-law's dog. Okay, fantastic.
0: Well, we have a guest. Um, my
1: sister-in-law's dog, just like me, is no fan of my neighbor. Okay. So.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. All right, he's gone. Let's go sports. He's gone. That was a good sports. addition. That'll, that'll look back. I hey, remember the episode with the dog, <laughs> guest star. We haven't had a, a guest <laughs> appearance since, like, Steve Bruner back in, like, episode three.
1: <laughs> with my sister-in-law's dog. Now the yeah. dog. Yeah, we got the Steve Bruner episode and the Finn episode now. Yep. Fantastic. All right. uh, Let's start you off with this one. Can you smell what's in the air, Drew? Can you smell it?
0: I can smell what he's cooking.
1: What does it smell like?
0: Smells like football, Nick.
1: It smells like football.
0: Smells like football, Nick.
1: Uh, The only tight end with four straight 1,000 yard seasons. Who is the only tight end to record four straight 1,000 yard seasons?
0: Tony Gonzalez. Only
1: happened one time.
0: Tony Gonzalez.
1: That is not correct.
0: Gronkowski, he never—he just so no, no, I'm not even gonna guess him. Never. I stayed, think injuries did it. Stay, to Gronkowski. Never stays healthy.
1: Yeah, he he would have done it probably easily, but. Uh,
0: Shannon Sharp.
1: No. He is an active player.
0: Oh. Well, there you have. Travis it. Travis Kelsey.
1: Travis Kelsey, the okay. only tight end to record four straight touchdowns. If you had told me, if season. you had
0: told me it's a, uh, if you had told me he's an active player, I would have guessed him right away. Yeah, yeah. Talk about the Chiefs owning a position. So there you go. <laughs> Historically, uh, they know yeah. how to find tight ends, folks. All right, um, go go Curry, Nick, which gets its name from the Japanese number five, which translates to go, uh, is founded by what former major leaguer? It's a franchise go go curry which gets its name from the japanese number five which means go it's founded by what former major leaguer
1: all right so the question is, is I looking for a famous number five or am i looking for a famous number 55
0: Ah, hmm. the trivia within trivia nick you're a bright gentleman putting that education to good use what's the name of the company
1: yeah. Fifty-five
0: Curry, right? It ain't go go. It ain't go Curry. It's go go Curry. Oh
1: man, famous number fifty-five. It's weird. Nothing. Is, no, nobody jumps out to me as the. Uh, as when I met Paul 55.
0: Rudd on the set of the TV show that we did, right? And there was some yeah. like some downtime, and like we were in between segments, and everybody's kind of watching games. Wait, sorry, did
1: you say he was a? Did you say he was a baseball player? Yeah, major leaguer. CC Sabathia.
0: Nope, he wasn't fifty-five. Ah. So anyway, when I was, uh, as I nah, was saying, what was he? Thirty-four?
1: So, was he thirty-four? Sabathia? No. Yeah, what was Sabath? I don't remember. Uh, I just remember that you met him with Paul I, I thought that was I did. I you well, met him, We so. had a
0: celebrity in every week But Paul Rudd was there a different week right? So Paul's just kind of sitting on a table Watching gotcha. uh, a game and everybody else is not talking to him So I'm in earshot And I said to him, by the way I just want to compliment you on what I thought Was the greatest fantasy sports line In movie history And uh, he goes, what do you mean? And I go, I got Matsui And he's like,
1: oh, oh gosh,
0: He's Matsui. like, I wrote that He's like, I wrote that. And then he goes into the story, and everybody sort of stopped what they were doing and listened to him. He goes, when we were on the set, the director, which I think was Paul Feig maybe, uh, had absolutely no idea about fantasy sports. So we're writing that thing and Knocked Up, right? Um, And I have the whole segment laid out, and I even had the guys put together a realistic draft board that mirrored what we would have been doing in a draft that year so that if people were looking at the board, they would actually say, oh, this guy was this pick. This guy was this pick. So we did that scene a bunch of times, and when she came in and said, what the fuck is this? And I said, I, I got Matsui. That was one of the ad libs, and that's the one that they
1: kept. You know, the whole time when you're, uh, you were saying Japanese, it didn't, even, it didn't even register to me to think of a Japanese guy. Yeah, I don't know why.
0: <laughs> well, I just said it's number five in Japanese. That was the clue. Fifty five in I know. Japanese. And I
1: never even I wasn't even thinking of a Japanese guy. As I was thinking of guys and who is a famous number fifty five, it never occurred to me to narrow it down to the three famous Japanese players that it could have been.
0: Yeah, So shout out to Paul Rudd, who ad-libbed that great line. And that's that was one of my favorite moments in all of Knocked Up. Like, if you're a fantasy sports fan and you you watch your wife's face in horror as she walks in on what that is in the heat of a moment of a draft of grown men just, like, frantically panicking as they're staring at sheets and numbers and trying to make a decision on who to do, and then you just, like, walk in at that moment. You know, especially after you just celebrated a great pick and you go from elation to, like, you know, despair. I don't know I thought that was genius um, Alright uh, Sports I have one left for you So fire away And then we can
1: What was the first sports movie To win the best picture Oscar? The first sports Wasn't it a Chariots of, the of
0: Fire? Oh
1: that's the Rocky. first thing That comes to mind right? Yeah, Rocky Rocky One
0: Rocky. year one year earlier right? Yeah, or a couple years no, earlier No char- Chariots, Chariots of Fire was like was 81 in Yeah like 81 yeah, or 82 Alright right. Yeah Rocky Okay that's well, right. I it's the obvious. Least. It's the obvious answer, and I've I've answered it wrong before because I'd made the. I think you've asked that on this podcast, and I, I had the same wrong answer last time. Did I really? <laughs> yeah, I think maybe. It's it's possible because uh, I, I know don't, I don't remember. I know that. I've made that it's mistake possible. mentally before about chariots of fire being the first, and it isn't. Um, okay, uh, Nick's gonna be all over this because uh, he, he's a soccer man now. Soccer man now. Uh, Name either team that is playing in the 2020 UEFA Champions League final in men's soccer.
1: I can name them both.
0: Ah, He's all over the place. I was actually
1: wondering what your opinion was on this game. Goals.
0: That's my opinion. Goals. Bet the over in goals.
1: PSG versus
0: Bayern Munich. Even when Bayern Munich destroy teams, they concede. Goals, Nick. Goals. I'm thinking five of them.
1: Well, they just won three nothing. Their last game, they won three nothing. So,
0: well, the game before that, they beat Barcelona I don't, I don't
1: eight know. to two. Yeah, I, Barcelona gave up on the season, right? I mean, that's
0: pretty. You don't give up on the Champions League say. playoffs. Whether you give up on the season or not makes no. no difference. This is a single elimination tournament. So they were. If they had won that game, Bayern Munich goes home. There's no. There's no giving up at that stage. They just got destroyed. Like Bayern Munich is the best team by a absolute wide mile, but Paris Saint-Germain has the second best roster. <laughs> Take that for whatever it's worth. They're in the Champions League final, so they obviously can't be that bad. They have the second best roster. They have stars. For every star you got on Bayern, you got a star on Paris Saint-Germain, position well, by position the whole favorite. way I mean, through. You've
1: got- PSG is plus two hundred and ten. The draw is plus three hundred and ten, and Bayern Munich is plus one hundred and five. So they're big time, big time favorites here. Yeah, well, this um, over they've... on their goals is set at three and a half. So you like over three and a half goals?
0: Well, that's it. That's exactly where it should be. It's exactly where it should be. I would take. Okay. I would put all my money on like over two goals. <laughs> you know what I mean, and get worse odds.
1: Right, but, well, you you got to have two and a half. So, like, if you wanted to bet over two and a half goals, you have to lay $270 to win $100. Yep. Yeah. So that you're saying that's what you would do?
0: If I, I – well, you can't parlay on a single pay game. Pay that kind of you? juice? You can't pay a parlay on a single game. I think I think that's what's
1: – Yeah, they have the same game. They have same game parlays.
0: Well, if it's a same game parlay, I would take that as one of them and they have same then game parlays. Bayern to win and over and over one and a half.
1: Over one and a half or over two and a
0: half? Over two and a half you're gonna get better odds. Over one and a half you're probably getting next to nothing. Yeah, you're
1: getting you know? plus one fifty six. So a hundred wins you a hundred dollar bet wins you hundred and fifty six dollars if you take Munich and over two and a half goals.
0: Yeah, I like that. That that's what I like. I don't think it's gonna be a two nothing game. I think I think it's gonna be it and I've seen it a million times with Bayern. It could be two nothing after seventy minutes and then all of a sudden it's five to two to finish the game. So there's
1: these I mean you can get over one and a half goals. You can get over one and a half goals at plus one twenty seven for over one and a half goals. The problem with that though is like Munich themselves is just plus one oh five. So on the off chance that they won one nothing, is it worth the extra? Is it worth it for the extra twenty cents? I, I have 20, 22 cents extra. I'm not sure.
0: Well, that's the decision to make. But I, I that is
1: uh, that is gambling. That is gambling. You I, know, you gotta. I, what is it? Just over that.
0: two and a half goals. Period.
1: That, that's the one that's minus two what did I say it was minus 270 so you have to risk 270 dollars to win a hundred
0: but minus three and a half is what
1: you mean over three and a half yeah over three over three and a half is pretty much even money. I mean it's like regular you know it's uh, over three and a half is minus 106 so it costs you hundred six dollars to win a hundred okay that's interesting um, that's sir cer- that's certainly the fun thing I mean that—that's that, certainly the 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 more fun bet to me, where you're just rooting for goals.
0: Oh yeah, I care who wins. I, I like that because they're two very high-scoring teams with exceptional offensive talent, like Acardi and Neymar and Di Maria are like an insane front three. And on the Bayern end, you have Lewandowski and Serge Gnabry and you know uh, Kingsley Coman, and those three are ridiculous. Um, And, you know, exceptional midfielders and exceptional... It's just... Everywhere you look, it's like bonkers talent. Bonkers talent. So I don't expect it to be a tight game.
1: Um, All right. Geography history. You ready? Geography history. How many prisoners successfully escaped from Alcatraz to the mainland? Ooh, what a good question. Two? How many prisoners? 2. 2 that's your guess?
0: It's my guess. 0. Hey, all zero. that eaten by sharks. Oh. 0, <laughs> zero. weren't didn't two like disappear? No prisoners. That there's no track escaped of.
1: escaped from Alcatraz. I believe well I cuz there's that movie like Escape from Alcatraz.
0: Well, we know how it ends but,
1: now. So that's why I think people actually that's why I think people think that someone escaped from Alcatraz, but nobody ever actually did.
0: Yeah, there's escape from New York, and uh, that's basically Manhattan becomes a giant prison, and then they just like surround Manhattan with barbed wire and make everybody fend for themselves in the ruins of Manhattan. It's a great great concept. Is that what Kurt Russell? Yeah, he's got to go into, because what happens is <clears throat> the president's plane crashes on the island, gets shot down by terrorists who take down the president's plane and then like kidnap him in that island. So he's got to go into his name's like Snake or something, wears <laughs> an eye patch. It's fantastic. Um, all right, Nick, here we go with the first of my two geography history questions for you. What ancient mystic wonder was located at the center of Greece?
1: Real, real quick, sorry, because I just was looking at the 1970s. There was an escape in 1962 where guys escaped from their cell, but. But the uh, FBI closed its investigation, concluding that the men drowned in the San Francisco Bay while trying to reach land. Well, those are the so, two stories yeah, I was refer- over that.
0: That, that I was referring to, but they don't know what happened to them. But there's also, like, you know, uh, guess urban I legend. I you're right.
1: Like, this, like they could have. But if they never found their bodies, and how do we know that they didn't escape? So I'm just going to. I want to strike that question from the record because, I mean, technically. How could, they they how got you know out of the prison. Enough? They never found the bodies.
0: Well, they escaped as as from you know. the prison. Whether or not they escaped yeah. from the island is a different question. So, I mean, they, they might have died, well, but they, the they question also question might not have gotten caught says, again because it was at a time where.
1: From Malcatraz to the mainland. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. But that's why the question says to the mainland. But, I mean, how do we know that I mean, they never were found again? So
0: that's kind of how I feel about that
1: question from the record. Sorry. Go ahead. What was your question?
0: Uh, No, no problem. That was that that was definitely good. So my question was. Yep. Yep. I'm here. Um, What ancient mystic wonder was located in the center of Greece?
1: Uh, The Oracle of Delphi. Boom.
0: You are all over it. That's excellent. Boom. That's excellent job. Now it's funny because the clue there being the center of Greece because there's lots of things, but did you know the oracle was supposedly at the the navel of uh of the world according to the Greeks? In other words, they thought that the
1: <clears throat>
0: the epicenter of the entire world was that spot. Now, do you know what made the oracle so incredible? Like do you know anything about it? Or what they did? No. So basically they prophesized, right? Kings from all regions of the world went there to get uh, answers, right? So they had a temple and they had these priests. Now the crazy thing is the temple was built on these rocks, right? And at the altar, there was a divine in the rocks it was built over that was releasing a gas. And the gas, if you just sat there and absorbed it, would just make you absolutely hallucinate and go freaking bonkers, so they would they would take these priestesses and they would sit them on that and then they would just hallucinate and go crazy and basically say whatever thing they were saying and then the priests that were there would interpret that to be the answer to whatever question a king or a queen was answering or asking but the but, but the crazy part is that like All it right. le- it legitimately was some sort of mystical thing that they found That was like a cavern in the world that was causing these uh, hallucinations. And apparently it was started by a a goat farmer whose goats were going crazy from from seeing it. Um, So, interesting.
1: Yeah, I didn't realize that was in the center.
0: And it wasn't destroyed um, right, um, so much, much later. Like, uh, I, I forgot exactly when, but uh, it, it survived all through Roman times. It survived, like, long into uh, the early stages of, like, the Byzantine times. And then I think it was overrun at some point and then abandoned.
1: All right, cool. You want to jump into entertainment?
0: Um... Yeah, I had one, one more in it. I had one more geography. I can give you another one if you want. I had one more in geography history. It's right, pretty you
1: quick, it's a decent A one. tax. All right, you're, you're familiar with um, Gandhi's march to the sea protest, right? You've heard yes. of that? Yes. Well, it was a tax on what product that Gandhi's march to the sea protest?
0: Tea. What was? No. Oh, that's the U.S. Good thing.
1: Good
0: guess. Uh, salt. Salt. That was my second guess. I said it before you salt. said it. <laughs> tax
1: on salt.
0: The record will indicate. I said it how before money you said it.
1: Are you charging, how much money are you charging for salt? That a tax on salt is going to cost Well, they awesome they
0: stopped gas. letting them get their own salt.
1: March to
0: the... That was the march to the sea. They stopped letting them make their own salt from the seawater. They were like, no, no, no. You're buying our salt, and we're taxing you. <laughs> Yeah,
1: that's that's See, salt is free essentially, isn't it? Like I don't even should be. Like, well, that's where
0: salary comes from in Roman times because it was so valuable they paid people in it. You'd get a brick of salt to keep your salted meats alive so you could yeah. eat salted you, meats. You'd
1: just be able to preserve. Yeah, you could preserve food. Wouldn't it? Yeah.
0: Uh, food supply was everything. All right. So, my last question is a multiple choice one. So, at least you have a, a guess here. What country has an official wizard since 1990, Nick? England, Scotland, Mali, or New Zealand? Nothing what like was the, the third one? Mali. M A L I. Or New Zealand.
1: I'll go with Scotland.
0: It is New Zealand. Second I'll time. I'll go with the Scotland. K- it is New Zealand. Second time the Kiwis. Come in on today's quiz.
1: I'm, I'm sick of New Zealand. <laughs> New Zealand has had an sick official of wizard Zealand.
0: since 1990 on the government staff and payroll. He is 88 years old and he has an apprentice. I don't know what they got going on in New Zealand, but they don't have coronavirus apparently. So maybe the official wizard is the or like they they got like nine cases like no, popped they, up. They yeah, they had nine cases outbreak. popped up, and uh, Trump called it an outbreak. Yeah, they shut the whole. Right, we we have. Like four hundred a day in New oh. Jersey, nobody's batting an eye. All right, now we're All definitely ready for. right, let's do entertainment, for... man. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, can you give me the Beatles' first number one hit on the U.S. charts? The Beatles' first number one hit on the U.S. charts. Love me do. I want to hold your hand. Ah. Oh.
0: Love Me Do was probably right up there though Love
1: Me Do I actually think might have been the first I think Love Me Do might have been the first British hit That's why when I say US charts it was I want to hold your hand I think Love Me Do was actually a hit first But like in 1963 In Britain and then in 64 when they came over that was I want to hold your hand
0: One would have been my first guess one would have been my second A good guess um, le- let's give you this I-, I have three And I'll try to just Roll through them quick And not spend too much time on This one is just The nostalgic one But it's great Victor Maitland Was the California based Villain in what movie I lost you Okay no problem So once again Victor Maitland Was the California based Villain in what movie
1: Victor Maitland Victor Maitland was the California-based Victor Maitland. Is there any other clue to that or just Victor Maitland is the clue?
0: Um okay, so do you want to question the way it's read to the audience? I was just seeing if I just maybe I don't have
1: anything on okay. this Victor
0: Okay. So Victor Maitland was the villain in what Eddie Murphy movie?
1: Okay. Beverly Hills Cop.
0: You got it, because I gave you the first part of the clue, <laughs> California-based villain, <laughs> and then I gave you the yes. clue that everybody else gets. Yes,
1: but I did not re—I did not remember Victor. I did not remember Victor Maynard, Oh, he is an awesome. So. He
0: is an awesome villain. He is an awesome villain. If you go back and watch Who's the, the original, I don't remember. Uh, I guess we should get his name, give him a shout out since he's you know. Uh, thought we're talking about him but uh, he is uh it, it, he is a fantastic character um so he's played by steven burkoff that's the actor's name victor maitland an influential businessman who owned an art gallery in beverly hills that smuggled narcotics oh
1: yeah i recognize i recognize him yeah yeah
0: he kind of reminded me, like you know, like his his demeanor was very Hans from Die Hard. You know what I mean? Just yeah. Very stoic and very yeah. like, you Similar. know. Similar. Yeah, yeah. Angry. Um, all right, keep rolling.
1: All right. Uh, can you name the f- first? Oh well, let me. I'll just say What star? CGI generated star in a live action film. What Star Wars character was the first fully CGI generated star in a live action film?
0: Jar Jar Binks.
1: You got it. Ugh. Jar Jar Binks.
0: No, I don't How about it. it.
1: How about it? What a character.
0: What 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 a character. Yes. <laughs> we're, we're all so blessed to have Jar Jar Binks as part of this Universe. Uh, Okay, fair enough. Let's go uh, with this one, then we'll end the quiz with my last one, because that was about the original thing, so we'll bring it all home! But this is right up your alley, because this is a hell of a story here, man. Playing his last role as Proximo, Ollie's last pub is named in honor of deceased actor Ollie Reed, who died filming what movie? Okay, one more time. Playing his last role as Proximo... Ollie's last pub is named in honor of deceased actor Ollie Reed, who died filming what movie? That's right. You speak for Ollie Finn. Reed.
1: Finn,
0: Finn, doesn't like Finn doesn't like the question. Finn doesn't like the question. Or he had a question about the question. I'm glad he came um, back for one more appearance before we ended the show. So it really was a full guest appearance. All
1: right. Um, I, got, I, I, I am on a time crunch here, so I'm just going to say total recall because I, I need to get to your last question.
0: Proximo is Gladiator. So this guy, Ollie Reed, gotcha. uh, went to gotcha. a bar on the, uh, near the set of Gladiator and uh, met a group of sailors and decided to get into a drinking contest. And after consuming a record amount of alcohol, dropped dead. And they renamed the bar Ollie's Last Pub in his honor. So if you ever go watch uh, Gladiator okay, again...
1: You, gotta give, me your last, you gotta give me your last one here. All right,
0: Nick. The song December 1963 was released in what year?
1: 1962.
0: No, it was released in 1975. 19, uh, 1975. And we're in episode 175 of the Quizzo Trivia <laughs> Podcast. So that's yeah. how I tied it all together. And that was the intro song. By the all way, right. Philadelphia Freedom, also 1975. So, all right, that is it. We'll see you uh, next week on the Quizzo, Trivia podcast. the Quizzo Trivia Podcast. Visit us online at quizopodcast.com for more information.